0: Batman Universe.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Batman Universe. After a short week off, we are back. I am one of your co-hosts, Andy DeGenova, and joining me as always is my good bat chum, Jamie Magoo. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Andy. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, I, I hey. think we're both a little Just waking up. Yeah, we got we got our coffee going both. Yeah. Got, I think by the end I feel like I'm going to be with it right now. I feel a little groggy.
0: I I'm actually surprised it's like I've got the uh the, I feel like maybe we're on opposite ends. I can see you got the, the eye swell a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I can feel like I don't have the eye swell, but I've got, like, the tiredness back here. Ah, you know how sometimes yeah. you feel the physical, like, I'm tired, like, swellness? Right. So much like Batman must feel a lot. A lot. Because he, he is fighting at sleep. 3 a.m. Like, I wonder if it ever got to the point where Batman got so little sleep that he, his, you know, you get that. Everybody gets the swell. Like, See, can you get it so bad? That's, it's
1: not that he's, like, trying to intimidate people with his squint. Yeah. He's just really his sleepy. His eyes are... He's always, really tired. He's sleep-deprived. I always call it, I refer to it as baby bird eyes. I know. Because it's I like... You've, you've said that before. I have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, so even this true. morning, I was like, is Jamie going to notice my baby bird eyes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not quite Baby Bird. You're like... Okay. You're like... I'm a, Medium Bird. Yeah,
1: Medium... I'm Mama Bird. I'm yeah. not
0: Daddy Bird yet. Yeah. are Mama later. bird tired because you've been getting, you know, the food for all the Baby Birds, so... Yeah. You know, but yeah, poor Batsy. Poor Batsy. You poor know, Batsy. Like, but at least on those days, he doesn't have to put on the face or the persona. It's true. He's it just, just like, it's it there. Him. Even if I'm happy. It's, it's like the...
1: It's like, uh, it's like Michael Keaton talked about how uncomfortable the suit was, that he was always in a bad mood, <laughs> but he was able to use that to play Batman. There He's like, go. well, Batman should be in if a bad mood.
0: If it's working, it's working. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, all that. All that. All that said, to say this, we're back. We're back. I did take a week off. Uh, I was off on vacation, so I should be more well rested than this. I have no excuse. No,
0: but most vacations, if they're any good, are you come back
1: I, needing a vacation? I do. I I am an active vacationer, and you are. And my you're lady an, is not. You're an active liver, like thank you. Like, yeah, and I don't, I don't mean I don't like take the Oregon
0: liver, but I mean right. like because that would be just unusual uh, and not make any sense. But you know, it's Magoo, so you kind of have to. Explain you never yourself. know. Uh, but do, your your posts all the time. I like I I live. Vicariously through your, especially your theme park, um, <laughs> activeness. Like you're very good about,
1: you know, getting out there, especially yeah. this season. Yeah, you know?
0: like you're, yeah. you're out there doing it.
1: I've, I have had people say, just reading your your life on Facebook makes me tired.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm fairly active, but uh, mm, like especially. You know, not on my own. It's like when I'm on my own, I'm just, I'm just sitting around. Anyways, we should anyway, probably get to Batman. So, uh, I, don't know, I guess because but, I left town, a bunch of crap happened. Of course, exactly
1: as promised. As promised, it's it's it, like it is delivering amazing. every time, man. It's every so, time. so yeah. I, I step away from the Batman universe for just a short week, a little respite to go down to Florida and go to more theme parks, uh, but. We got, like, the floodgates on Suicide Squad kind of opened as I was gone. So for both photos and information, uh, Empire... The magazine did a whole spread on Suicide Squad and a lot of stuff. It's really
0: nice of you to pretend that that vacation was not for the sake of getting us news, but I'm going to go. We had a couple of
1: weeks of slow news, and I'm like, I'm leaving. Time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, you, we have to give credit where credit's due here, Andy. And you go ahead, went ahead and bit the bullet so that we could have stuff to talk about because there was some stuff to talk about. But even that three week. You know, hiatus that we had. Yeah. You know, that was only enough to fill one show. We had one and
1: we got plenty. That yeah, like, yeah, you, there's sir. tons,
0: tons in here. Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get started. I so, guess Empire, so. I guess we'll start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. You see, when you read, you begin with ABC. Yes.
0: And then when you sing, you begin with Do Re Mi, yeah. I believe. And when
1: you Suicide Squad, You begin with Joker, Harley, Deadshot. Yes, agreed. Yes. So we got four covers for Empire for the Suicide Squad. We got two Joker covers. One where he is strutting his stuff, and it's a very kind of stylized. It almost looks like a like an Andy Warhol pop painting. Go yeah. And then there's four character covers that are a little more traditional. One of the Joker, uh, and I'm sure you all have seen these, but one with the Joker with two. uh, Electrodes. 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 Thank you. Let's, yeah. um, Harley Quinn having a ball, as she does. As she do. Deadshot looking like he's ready for business. Mm-hmm. And then a very, very creepy Enchantress. So. Her, what, this image, man. Her eyes, the Enchantress one. Yeah. I was like, is that even her? Like, her
0: eyes look so
1: It's the look you get when you sunken. leave the seat up.
0: Yeah. Uh, right truth. Yeah.
1: That's. Yeah, I'm. I guess you know what I'm a fifty fifty guy when it comes to the seat. I don't unrelated. I, I'm for somehow I, I I don't have that problem. I I have plenty of other problems.
0: Well, I'm. I guess in the argument I'm fifty fifty because I'm like it's it's equal effort on either side. That's true. But I'm a I'm a lid down guy. Like if there's a lid, mm-hmm. I like the, I like it closed. I'm like keep the demons in. You know, much like <laughs> enchantress, much like en, enchantress. <laughs> See, it all leads back in in some way. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to keep the evil in, right? Much right. like Enchantress yes, is trying it. to do, as we have learned.
1: You keep the evil in. I love that.
0: See, you were you were kind of being sarcastic about my lead in a little bit,
1: and then you just because I, I saw us veering off into <laughs> who knows where, but, then it, was but it was worth enough. it for that. You're that like, was
0: that is funny. You, in your mind, you are like, "Damn it, Magoo! You you've done it again." Yep, I, shouldn't, I should I should never again. doubt you. <laughs> But, dude, these covers, man, like, how great. Like, what a great celebration. I love them all,
1: honestly. I truly love them all. I think they're all beautiful. Yeah. Um, Heard a little bit of of criticism, like, oh, you know, nice bright colors, Joel Schumacher kind of thing. And I'm like, we've heard now, oh, the DC universe is too dark. Let's see some color. And we get these, and they're very vibrant. I don't think... Crazy I think the Joel Schumacher thing is a bit ridiculous, but I think... They're vibrant, and there's some color there, but I think that's great. I love how they look. Uh, they it's pop not, off the page. It's not like a neon. Like, a, the Joel Schumacher th- is well, like a I very neon. and I think people neon. were thrown off by the stylized, full-body shot of the Joker, but mm-hmm. it's, like, it's done intentionally. It's not, like, that's not how the movie's going to look. That is the stylized cover of the Joker. Well, it's, he's... It's like a piece of art as opposed to... A yeah. shot from the film.
0: Yeah, they wanted to make it, you know, kind of give it that. It kind of has like a, a Joker paint kind of feel, exactly. you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, that. Yeah. But he is enough has enough contrast where really he really pops off the page, and which is not easy to do considering the guy is wearing a purple snakeskin or croc skin trench coat, which of sorts. which I love.
1: It's pretty. awesome. I love the trench coat. I do love. I think, love the I think trench it's coat. badass. Um, it's interesting though. It's, it's no shirt, and then his Arkham pants. Yeah. Uh, and then the cane. I love the cane. Oh, yeah. It's a great yeah. addition. And that's Good that's idea. some classic Joker right there. Totally. So uh, I love that. Um, I love all of them. And what's interesting to me is the fact that Enchantress gets her own cover, which kind of leads credence to the rumors that she is way more important to the film than maybe we thought. Oh,
0: I, I 100%
1: agree. Because you expect Joker, Harley, and Deadshot. You expect those. Of course. But for number four... Who do, yeah. you, who do you go with? The fact that they chose Enchantress says a lot about her role Yeah, in the I film.
0: mean, the fact that Killer Croc, you know, one of the mainstays of yeah. the Batman universe, is, is not getting his own cover. I mean, it's definitely Jai Courtney, a lot.
1: Boomerang, hello. Yeah,
0: totally. You know, even Katana. Like, I mean, there
1: are already more female comic book covers for the DCEU than there are female action figures for the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, call, calling it out, Andy.
0: <laughs> it had to be done. Right? Two to zero. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean there. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think that the rumors and the ideas that maybe Enchantress is kind of uh, one of the big bads in this film right. is a is a good call.
1: And well, I and, love and that. not to jump ahead, but even in the article, it says she is not part of the Suicide Squad. Wow. Oh, really? It's oh, in the article. See? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Which I'm like, oh, well, okay then. So, again, it kind of starts to, to cement some of those things that we've heard about. She is one of the villains or antagonists or something. It's cool that, like, this story arc where you're kind
0: of almost dealing with a... It's almost like a schizophrenic, you know, character, but except for it's this ancient, you know... And it seems like they're going that way. It's like she's obviously an adventurous person. She goes out and... You know, is seeking adventure and encounters this.
1: She wants adventure in the great wide somewhere. She does. She wants wants more than than she she can tell. tell. Hotel. Dang it! I got the Sound of Music one. I got the Beauty and the Beast one. Almost. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. You're doing okay. We're, we're, you know. I don't know what's going more on. More coffee. More <laughs> What's going on with this musical? You're rolling into Metallica. these references. Just wait till I get to the rent stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, that's where you'll leave me. I don't <laughs> know any rent. Except for the, I know the the, 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 uh, version in, uh, what's it called? Team America. That, <laughs> I know <laughs> that, that one. That one. <laughs> I don't think that one's legitimate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, her persona that, you know, uh, uh the Enchantress character in the comics, and it's what it seems to be potentially in this as well, is that she is good as a person, mm, but as the Enchantress right. takes over, she becomes evil, which right. is a very interesting villain. Like, I'm trying to think of comparisons of a villain that's like that, that's that's really kind of out of control
1: mm-hmm. of,
0: of themselves. And, and this is really kind of a unique...
1: Well, it's like this is a ter- terrible terrible comparison, but I'm going to make it anyway. But it was like King Tut in the old 60s show. Yeah. He was okay. a villain, yeah. and then he'd get knocked on the head, and then he was like this nice professor again.
0: <laughs> it's actually not a terrible comparison. You profession. know, Like that's, it's, like, it's, 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 it's a, like so
1: like they're like, oh, God, you know, he he hit his head again, and now he's the villainous King Tut. T- time to go stop him. And then by the end of the episode, he'd be back to being just a nice I professor. I totally forgot that
0: that was kind of his That was his deal. thing, yeah. No, I think that's a – So
1: and- I love – the cues that Suicide Squad is taking from Batman Sixty Six—you gotta love it. I mean, it's
0: so obvious, you know. I, and, and I think that you know, much like we're gonna get probably a hidden Doomsday in BVS, we're gonna get a hidden t- uh, King Tut. Oh, thank God! And Suicide thank Squad. God! So, Andy, if I may, can I go ahead and hashtag confirm King, King Tut? Yeah, feel for free. The Suicide Squad. Feel free. I just wanted to run it by you really quick before we did it. Yeah, you know, but. Ha- Hashtag confirmed. Yes, hashtag confirmed. (laughs) King Tut. All right. In Suicide Squad. So you know, you heard it here first, guys. You know, we're not messing around. John Uh, Goodman. We're getting in there. I would lose my mind. (laughs) I would lose my mind. Like, make it happen, dude. uh, Can just Adam West get together with John Goodman and do like a version of that now? Right. Right. I love John Goodman. Man. He's the best. I, he needs. He's to, great He in needs everything. to do more. I yeah. mean, he's doing stuff. He's always but, around. But yeah, he's he's so good. He he. I, it's one of those things that I'm afraid he's going to go, and then I'm going to be like, oh, we needed more. Yeah, we need more of him. And King Tut would be just perfect. So, anyways. <laughs> Tangent City, I love it. Uh, but these, the, you know, we have a bunch of images that we saw uh, in the interiors of Empire Magazine. Yeah, uh, one including uh, the Joker sitting next to uh, old Harleen across the table.
1: This image got a lot of attention because
0: it, it is like straight off the page. Yeah, I love it. I mean, and it's I think these images, even the cover, you know. These are so much less jarring, A, because I've gotten used to this Leto Joker, yeah. but B, just because they feel a little bit more familiar, mm. whereas that first image of, of Leto as the Joker, you know, he had the maniacal smile and all that stuff. But it's funny that we've gotten used to even seeing the Joker, you know, like with, uh, with um, The Dark Knight. That Joker, you know, yeah, it's we didn't see him smile in almost any of the posters. His right, smile right. was the, you know, was cut, the cut smile. Yeah, yeah. And so it's funny to think about this Joker like not needing to smile. Like this, that, these images of him not smiling for me, for some reason, feel like a little bit more. That first one was just so jarring with uh-huh. the tattoos and the huge wide yeah. grin that it just it was it was very unusual. And these feel very good. Oh, me, good, you know, good, like good. I, I like it. I dig it. It's good.
1: Yeah. I, I saw a little bit of, like, trying to dig up the old debate about the Joker's look, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, we had that conversation months ago. Like, mm. guess what, guys? Not you. I mean, just, oh, yeah. just I saw a little bit in general, yeah. and I was just like, oh, here we go again. It's a but, mo-
0: yeah. At this point, it's like you've either accepted it or you hate it, you know? Yeah. And it's like there are parts that I still don't like, but,
1: like, not even close to the amount where this will ruin it for right. me. Like, and what's important no is deal. like is like we've got this image of the Joker in a straitjacket sitting across from Dr. Harleen Quinzel mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, they did their homework, it's yep. so right out of the books, or the you know, or the animated series, depending on where you start. Yeah. Um and it's perfect. So it's like it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's got a tattoo across his head, but more importantly, he's sitting there manipulating Dr. Harleen Quinzel and is going to somehow get her to Harley Quinn. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, not to mention you have an actor like Leto that, you know, really cares. Like, oh, yeah. Really He's cares. He's way into it. So that's that's – Crucial, you know. Rather than getting somebody that looks more like, you know, I don't want the guy that looks just like the Joker and they do the quintessential Joker and he sucks, like you know, mm-hmm. visually. I right. should say quintessential Joker, and then he's acting wise is terrible. Which leads us into well, unless let, you wanted well, to talk well, wanted, a little bit more of the images. Okay, I, I
1: mean, I guess the the rest of the images aren't particularly groundbreaking, but I always mm-hmm. want to acknowledge them. So yeah, yeah. you know, we have that image, which is again the ones I think most people jumped on. Mm-hmm. It's become my cover photo. Um, you got a an image of Harley. Uh, uh, cocking her bat like a gun like mm-hmm. that you see in the trailer next mm-hmm. to Croc. You get the close-up of Croc's face That that is also from the trailer. You get David Ayer directing Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. You get a close-up of the Enchantress looking uh, sinister – A little bit. Yeah. And I I like the Enchantress's look a lot because I think it's really creepy. Um, You get a second photo of Leto at a table in the straight jacket, Mm -hmm. which looks like they might have been doing his close-ups for the same scene. Yeah. uh, As when he's talking across the table from Harley. And then we've got um, actress Cara Delving pre-Enchantress in this murky bath that we, again, see in the trailer. And then another shot of Harley hanging from the, whether it's bed sheets or something, uh, <laughs> from the top of her cell, mm-hmm. also from the trailer. But, you know, they're great high-res images, and it's great to just see more from the film. I especially
0: love uh, the the isolated cell block. Yeah. Like that, that's been, mm-hmm. that's really... Like come back, I feel like more because they kind of have that sort of thing, not in the same way in in the show Gotham, but it, you know that it's the the cell that's like right in the middle of of everything, you know. Or this it, this is very Hannibal Lecter, the cell that oh, she's totally, in, which yeah. I love. Yeah. like that's so cool. It's yeah. like everybody she can't unique. be trusted to be with others. Yeah, exactly. She you got to watch the crazy in the middle of the room. Like mm. she's that unpredictable. It's so
1: cool. Uh, moving on to suicide, or we're on suicide. Let's move Go on to suicide. On. <laughs> What you've been hearing is about the Spongebob movie this entire time. <laughs> I know it sounds
0: very similar, but oh, they've got their own enchanters. Oh, this is, this yes. Um, <laughs> Your audit with the uh, movie references and musicals, but transitions, whew. that's what took the backseat. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get there. You're getting there.
1: Uh, but it's great to see these images of the Joker, but it's even better to hear more about Leto's interpretation of the Joker. Oh, beautiful. See? yeah. Back. Just, just pretend that. That last one didn't happen. I'd edited it out, but I don't care. No. So, go no, ahead. But that's not our way. Tell
0: me what Leto said, Jamie. So, Leto finally has done his first interview, um, I think, at, you know, in its entirety since filming. Yeah, about the Joker. About the Joker. Uh, and this, uh, all these stories, no, not all these stories. Uh, the next two stories come from a comic book movie. Uh, but he basically, um, you know, well, actually, they're from Empire, but uh, the articles are written from comic movie. Anyway, just to give credit, uh, and so you know, he was saying when he was talking about the Joker, like, oh, you know, what would what would the Joker say in this interview? You know, not as Leto. Like, what? How would he lead in? And he said, I was thinking that the Joker would probably just say "f you" and hang up uh, when Empire talked to him. And uh, it says the actor is, of course, very familiar with what goes on in the head of the clown Prince of Crime, especially as he never broke character during shoot, something which led him to tormenting his fellow cast members in unique ways. Uh, for Jim Perrick, who plays the Joker's henchman, Johnny Frost, that included random calls throughout the day with orders to spray paint, black, roses black, and filing filling a backpack with nine-inch nails. He said, and I quote, <laughs> so weird. I know,
1: such a weirdo. Could you imagine, like, like everything, everything Jim Carrick is at lunch with a friend, and he gets a call, and he's like, it's freaking Jared Leto, yeah. what and what does he like, want now? He's this effing guy. This but, guy. But if You're we're not
0: working right now. It all just depends on the kind of actor that you are, because yeah. for me,
1: I would be like, this is nutty, but it's fun, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's, he's just you would like really calls in the it. middle of your day to go fill up a backpack with nails? Yeah. In All the right. middle, in All the right. middle of this, I'll remember that. In the middle, if you put I me, hope in you're a, not doing anything this afternoon.
0: <laughs> let, let me rephrase that. If I'm playing a character in a Suicide Squad movie under the Joker, yes, I would like that. Just because this should be one of those things where it takes over your life for a little bit, yeah. you know. So living a normal life uh, during filming or making something like this, I think, is a little bit more unusual than. This sort of thing, actually, you know. Uh, But he said, there was definitely a period of detachment, Leto explained. I took a pretty deep dive, but this was a unique opportunity, and I couldn't imagine doing it another way. It was fun playing those psychological games, but at the same time, it was very painful. Like giving birth out of my prick hole. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very descriptive. It is. It's an interesting
1: choice of words. It
0: shows the level of pain, I think, that he had, uh, you know, because I think uh, it seems like Jared Leto is probably a pretty jovial, like, friendly guy (laughs) overall, so being, like, an absolute nightmare to his coworkers and everybody around him was probably not very fun, (laughs) Uh, but in some ways, you know, maybe very fun. Uh, do you want to take us in the second part? Sure. Uh,
1: revealing that he listened to 1920s gospel music and read literature on shamans while playing the Joker, Leto offered in some interesting insight into his take on the villain when he said, I always get the sense that the Joker may be much older than people think. It's something different. If you don't break rules, you're not going to strike new ground. I think I'll be cooling down for the rest of my life. Suicide Squad producer Charles Rovin also chimed in by revealing that the villain's dress sense has been inspired by Mexican cartels while he's now, quote, more social, a very successful and smart businessman besides being a sociopath. Director David Ayer, meanwhile, had this to say about Leto's take on the villain and how it will differ from what's come before – the Joker is the third rail of comic book movies. There's a power to that character, and by some freaking miracle, through the incredible things Jared has done and the photography and all the other millions of things that went into it, we've cooked up something transcendent. He's scary. Love it, dude. I, I, I really like that, that part where he says, um,
0: I always get the sense that the Joker may be much older than people think. Uh-huh. Because not, not in the sense of, like, you know, what we've seen you know, like in the comic books, where they were doing that thing where they were saying, "Oh, he's like immortal." Right. Not right. in that sense, but you know, when you meet somebody uh, that every once in a while you'll meet somebody that you know, maybe like fifteen, and you're like, "What?" You're like wise beyond your years. You know, uh, you'll you right, like meet right. those. or these personalities where you get, you can't even get a grasp of what their age is because the way they speak is so feels so informed. I feel like the Joker is that kind of guy. Like, you know, he's always – not depending on his backstory, uh, but he's he marches the beat of his own drum. So right. that sort of level of wisdom and kind of experience I think is super important to creating a character that is like this powerhouse, this real, like, force, mm-hmm. you know, even good or evil, you know. But, like, for him, obviously, just – being a I – think, I think it's unusual seeing like this kind of cartel look Yeah, because it's like there's some power associated with that. But, you know, intelligence isn't one of those things that I would generally associate with, with a look that way, you mm-hmm. know, like this, this mastermind, this criminal mastermind. But I think bringing that kind of idea to the look – I think yeah. you're going to get a, a a stellar combination of both, of, of kind of that maniacal threat nature of of a cartel where it's like anything could happen mm-hmm. and, and then the wisdom to basically outwit somebody like Batman.
1: Right, know? right. So, and and, and in, cool. in, in this, the Joker has to inspire loyalty from many, many people, mm-hmm. his troops, his people. And you already see that in the trailer. Yeah. And so this kind of speaks to that of him, quote, unquote, being more social in that – he, in this one, he knows how to interact with people and to get what he wants from them, yeah. whether it be Harley or whether it be these people who are breaking him out of Arkham or, or whatever. He has yeah. to be able to command a, a large group of people, and this kind of speaks to that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure they were like, OK, what kind of horrible people get – Hundreds of people to do what they want. Oh, like these drug cartel people, yeah, like, yeah. you know, and like sure. and they, it, you can kind of see the especially Aar, you know, him, yeah.
0: him coming from the aspect of he's all about, you know, creating this this sense of reality by drawing from our reality, right? You know, and and what this would look like now, you know, a master manipulator in that way is like, you know, it's kind of like the sense of you know, if somebody has to tell you they're the leader, they're not, yeah. you know, yeah. So you need somebody that. That is that. That is just he has that presence, and it's like, you know, like you say, is going to command all these people. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm pumped to to hear all this stuff. Like it, it gets my mind going, and it, hopefully not my expectations going in the wrong way. But at the same time, either way, the thoughtfulness put into this right. is exactly what I had hoped and yeah. expected. So. Mm-hmm. Super rat,
1: man. Awesome. Love it. So moving on to the other side of the coin, which is Harley Quinn. Mm. A little more information has surfaced in this article about her and maybe some of her interactions with the other members of Task Force X. Yes, indeed. So that means a possible love triangle with, of course, Mr. J, but also... Deadshot so asked how the movie is going to tell Harley's story David Ayer explained it's about her breaking free of the Joker and becoming this fully actualized independent person that really is a metaphor for everyone's journey here and then based on comments from star Will Smith that could include a Deadshot and Harley Quinn hooking up so Will Smith said Harley is the biggest troublemaker but Deadshot's actually eyeballing her a little bit there's a pretty ragged romantic triangle there
0: yeah, so it's it's no surprise, I I think to, I mean, it, I guess in lore this is not like a normal thing, but for obviously the buildup of Deadshot being mm-hmm. this you know pretty big portion of this movie clearly, yeah, you know and and talk about the perfect kind of in between because the way I see it, it's Joker is the ultimate evil, you know, and uh. You, then you have these other two characters that sort of are treading the line between evil and good, right? You know, so the pull towards you know with with Deadshot makes sense because, as we've discussed before, Deadshot is a villain for sure, but he's like more of a mercenary kind of guy. Yeah, he'll do he'll do bad things,
1: and when he, he has, needs to he has be more done. of a code of honor.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not like just this this you know want to do bad. It's like sort of just. He does it when he needs to do it. And Harley Quinn is obviously the kind of tangent between those sort of two universes where she started good and then yeah. saw the the dark and liked it, you know, right. and went towards that. So, you know, I think that'll be cool. I hope that it's not like a such a big draw in the story that it's uh you know, too much of a focus. I hate I, I don't like it when I like romance when it serves its purpose, when mm. it gets super romancy, and I feel like they're playing to an audience like, oh well something, you know, here's the romance scene for the girls. I'm like Right, right. I get I that's all fine and good as long as it's done in a way that doesn't feel like, okay, now stop, take a break from the movie, here's a romance scene right. and now reconnect with the movie, you know? So
1: like the terrible animal crackers scene in Armageddon. <laughs> Which old Batman did himself. Oh, man. That stupid gazelle on the peak. Oh, my God. Uh, Um, But no, I mean, and this at least makes some sense because the the characters (laughs) have (laughs) it. Well, when you think about a horribly painful love scene in the middle of a pretty cool movie, that's the one that comes to mind. Where I'm like, I remember sitting in the theater being like, oh, God, kill me. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's not short (laughs) either. It's terrible. You're right. Oh, man. Oh. Good night. Uh, good but call. anyway, you know, Deadshot and Harley have had this kind of relationship in the comics in the past anyway. So it is at least faithful to that. It's not like all of a sudden, oh, we're going to force these two to hook up for no reason. And Was that in the new 52? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. specifically that, right? And, okay. But what I liked the most is what he had to say about Harley's journey, about the fact that the movie is about Harley becoming independent. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that's a great arc for her, mm-hmm. and it, frankly, it's the arc that we've seen throughout the history of the character is when she started, she is literally just Joker's sidekick. Mm-hmm. And then over the years has become a fully actualized and independent character in her own right. Yeah, to absolutely. To the point where she has her own book, and yep. she does things without the Joker all the time. And Pretty much only without the joke, yeah. almost
0: entirely in her book, yeah. So,
1: uh, so to see that kind of being reflected here I think is a great arc for the film. So I think that's great. Um, they've got a little more information about Deadshot here as well. So this is what Will Smith said. He said, as the movie opens, he has a really big career score. He's looking to turn over a new leaf with his daughter after the hit, but it goes wrong. It goes terribly, terribly wrong, and it lands him in Bell Reeve for life. So that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think a lot of us suspected that,
0: obviously, seeing those set photos of him like going shopping. We're like... This guy like, obviously was Yeah, yeah, wasn't obviously bad all the time. Just this is the not bad, guys. Ring, ding, ding, ding. ding, 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 ding. Oh, are you already in full swing with no. Okay, good. No. All right. Well, you're a Halloween lover, so I, yeah. you like I am. still,
1: of, I'm still in post-Halloween morning.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, actually. I've been like wanting to, anyway, okay, we can, <laughs> <laughs> good night, Tangent City.
1: <laughs> Andy and I are going to catch up. We haven't seen yeah, each other in yeah, a while, Yeah, me and Jamie so. haven't got to hang out for a little, yeah. little bit, so, so we've got a lot to talk about. So,
0: guys, so just take a breather for a second. We'll be over here. Um, <laughs> How's the family?
1: <laughs> How's the pooch? The, the kitties. Did I tell you about the new lamp I bought? It's a lovely <laughs> it's lamp. It's a delight.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, so moving on to a little bit more Suicide Squad. I love this. Suicide Squad. We didn't really have much the what, last little while. What, what's, and so this great about, what's so great
1: like, about this is I feel like this is like something of a mother load of information mm-hmm. about the film. Because mm-hmm. up until now, we've gotten the teaser and we've gotten set photos. Sure. But it's Uh, very
0: speculative. But but that's it. Like, but
1: but no hard information. And I think this is the first time, really, that David Ayer and the cast have spoken this freely and officially about the film.
0: Yeah, and considering it's still quite a ways away, it's pretty cool that you know they clearly, you know, Leto and um, you know Will Smith have been given some kind of a go ahead to say some things. You know, because in these interviews with Empire they've, you know, they've actually revealed plot points in the movie, you know. Yeah. Which it's like even in BVS we've gotten very little of that and that's so much closer. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, it's uh it's just cool to get all of this information, like you say. So uh David Ayer was talking a little bit more about uh Suicide Squad and I guess he took a little uh a little jab at some of the other superhero movies and uh, called this uh, comic book movie 2.0. Uh, so I guess Ayer had pitched the Suicide Squad movie to Warner Brothers while they were shooting BVS. And he was said quoted to say, we were figuring out our path through the expanding DC Justice League universe. Uh, oh, uh, Charles Roven explained this, uh, the producer. And he said, Ayer came in and pitched his take on Suicide Squad. It had this darkness and edge while still tonally in the zone of what We're trying to do with these movies, and it's impossible that you could get a big temple picture from the pitch, from pitch to start of principal photography, photography, can't talk, any faster than we did. Um, So, yeah, you know, just kind of talking a little bit more of the inception of this movie. uh, But the quote that Ayer said uh, was he said, you know, all these movies are about defeating the evil alien robot from the effing planet X before it destroys the world with its ticking clock. And who the f cares? But you do a story about struggle and isolation, and people who have been shit on that suddenly <laughs> get thrown this lifeline. That's not so bad. I like to think of this as comic book movie 2.0, which I think we're all expecting that sort of thing. And sort of this is why this movie is getting the respect it's getting.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, visible. because it's you completely it. yeah, because it's it's completely off the beaten path. Yeah, which is why and now that we've been. You know, seeing comic book movies for 25 years or, or longer, mm-hmm. depending on when you start counting, but then really living in the era of the comic book movie as strongly as we have for the past 15 mm-hmm. um for a movie like this to come in and give us something that we have never seen before, and not even close. Like, like yeah. it's not. You know, you can see a movie and go, "Oh, okay, got it." They're kind of taking the Batman Begins approach, or "Oh, I got it." They're trying to do the Iron Man. Um, yeah. Here, you look at this and you go, "They're not trying to do anything. Like, yeah. they're doing them. Like, this is one hundred percent." Wholly new, and I think that's what he's getting at. I know he ruffled a few feathers, but what I like about him is he does ruffle feathers. He's just, that's just the guy he is. Um, Yeah, he's not, he's, you can tell he's not trying to be
0: disrespectful. He's just trying to say, here's what's usually done. Yeah, this is
1: what comic book movies are, and this is what my comic book movie is. And he's pretty much right overall. I mean, it's like the deepest
0: dives we get into the psyches and problems of these characters, you know, are like.
1: But if we find out that the Enchantress is from effing Planet X.
0: Oh. Game
1: over, man. That's right.
0: Game over. David A. come Eat your on. your words. Uh, no, I was just going to say, it's like, the you know, we've seen uh, in Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark facing his alcoholism, you know. Yeah. Superman 3, where Superman's depressed and he's facing his own little bout with alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, it's like, these are the touches that we've gotten in sort of the psyches of these characters. Obviously, there's been other deeper dives in this. This really is about... These characters, seemingly, you know that that it's that that scene, but in in its entirety, and a multitude of characters yeah. going through this turmoil. The fact that basically they have either a death sentence or a life sentence, and it's like this is your last hope. And if you die, oh well, we just kind of who cares, you know? Right? We, you know, plausible deniability, as Viola Davis says. So it's great. Yeah. It's no, great it, it's it's awesome, and and
1: I I think that I love the way he he describes the film. You yeah. know, people about people who've been shit on, yeah. finally given a chance to shine, like, that is interesting. That yeah. is compelling.
0: Yeah. And so I think that's great. Yeah, even though they're shining in their own, you know, dastardly way. Yeah. in like, their own grimy way. Yeah. It's like that kid in the back of the class. It's not good at math, but maybe the... You know, the guy, some rock legend hands him a guitar and then he goes off and he becomes, you know, Exactly. It's like, exactly what it's like. This legend. It's cool. Like, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then uh, Air actually spoke a little bit more about um, uh, about Leto and. <clears throat> we, already, um, we already covered this. Did we? Did yeah, I repeat it, it?
1: It's it's just, it was just repeated. Oh, yeah. Multiple... Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah. This was just in the, yeah. Yeah. Same thing call. that you, you said about it. Leto it was... before. Yeah, got to do a little bit more. No, this is it's a very all good. copy pasty week. That's for all me, good. So, so, so but moving to Batman news for touching on that one.
1: No problem. But more moving away from Suicide Squad, even though we got a lot of great stuff in here, uh, to BVS and also the Batman solo film that is coming eventually, <laughs> or potentially three. Yeah, follow up solo films. Um, uh, there was a big scoop. reported last week from joe blow.com about the possibility of where these films might be mining material from and where what direction they might be going in and i went a little kevin smith and said
0: spoilers on this one just because it's like this is it's only speculative but if it turns out to be true you know like obviously this is this is if you're kind of trying to keep this sort of uh, you know, like the identity of who the Robin could be and some of that sort right. of thing.
1: Like, y- here's your warning, you know? Yeah, I, it's not... I, it's, I, so I, I, it's so early yeah. on and so speculative. It's, I, it's hard to it call spoilers, yeah. but at the same time, if you, you know, maybe... If you're trying, you know, just because it's like, I always think it's
0: like, I tread the line too, and yeah. now we do this podcast, I can't. But, you know, there are some things that I want to know on an official basis, but some of the reveals, it kind of sucks to spoil it for yourself. right.
1: right. So... That being said, here we go. So, yeah. So here's here's what they say. Um, so Joe Blow had this to say about Batman v. Superman and the solo Batman film. Said, to put it simply, Red Hood will play a major role in it, especially for Bruce Wayne slash Batman. A while back, Latina Review ran a scoop that Red Hood was a quote-unquote priority character, and that lines up with what we've heard as well. Our sources indicate that the Red Hood will be a key player in the new – Solo Batman film, which is said to be adapting both a Death in the Family and Under the Red Hood story, or Under the Hood. Sorry, I always put in the red. Um, under the is hood. it not Under the Red Hood? It's Under, under the, the Hood red... in the comics. Oh, and the it's the Under the Red, red Hood, is hood is in the animated. animated. Right, and I. Anyway, uh, so I, I forgot about that. <laughs> adapting both A Death in the Family and Under the Hood storylines from the comics, essentially, Red Hood is DC's answer to Marvel's Winter Soldier, former sidekicks gone evil, and seeking a chance at redemption. Well, well hey, you know, it's
0: kind of cool just to even think about. I, I didn't know. I was very uh, reserved about the idea that they would go into that far into the DCU. Yeah. You know, and, and then I felt like surface level stuff is easier and more safe for a lot of these filmmakers but here we are with the Suicide Squad movie talking about gravitas and all these other nonsense terms of acting and seriousness so so I, totally possible.
1: Yeah, so here is. I mean, here is the rest of the info. and We can kind of react to that. Recently, Ben Affleck said he's interested in directing the solo Batman film, which he is writing with DC Zone Jeff Johns, according to our sources. Our being Joe Blow. The basic plot line of Affleck's solo Batman film is that Jason Todd has returned from the grave as the Red Hood, working in the shadows to make people think he's Batman while making Batman look like a crim- criminal. Criminal. At the same time, he leaves clues about his identity for Bruce to ultimately solve, leading to a confrontation that will involve Batman, Red Hood, and yes, the Joker, who will feature as a primary villain alongside the Red Hood. Naturally, the question will come up as to whether or not Red Hood will be referenced as the second Robin or if Dick Grayson, the first Robin, will play a role. According to our sources, Grayson is now Nightwing and will be referenced but not seen in Batman v Superman. However, Grayson is expected to show up in the solo Bat film, assisting Batman in his battle against the Red Hood and the Joker.
0: This is Dude. ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous, man.
0: I just can't even. The, the idea of seeing a cinematic Nightwing versus a
1: cinematic Red Hood. Yeah.
0: Alongside the Joker.
1: Right. Dang. What I love about this Dang. is it means Dick Grayson is alive. Yes. He's alive. Yeah. Alive. Because yeah. <laughs> we've talked at length Our about, fears, about whether or not the dead Robin is in fact Dick Grayson. I, yeah, I did not think that
0: they would go for Jason Todd. And
1: at all. I love that it sounds like they're doing the right thing. They are sticking to the mythology. Gra- I agree. Grayson is out there as Nightwing. Well, and it's a great Jason way to... Jason right Yeah, and it's a great way, as we talked, even with, with the connection
0: with the TV, you know, the cinematic and the TV universes, you know, being connected. Yeah.
1: Bring in the Nightwing. And you this know. this could be why we haven't heard much about that Titans TV show mm-hmm, in a while. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's because yeah. it, as they develop, they're like, ah, I might want to put the hold on that because we want to put him in the movie.
0: Yeah, and then that could be your lead in, you know, and then you start the show or what have you.
1: But Yeah, um, but I love yeah. I I that. I love so that. Cool. I lo- just it says, uh, Grayson is now Nightwing and will be referenced but not seen in Batman v Superman. That's all I need. That, oh, all, yeah. Just like just a mention of. Well now that Master Dick is out in Bloodhaven, so, Totally Like Just the idea I will, that it's possible I will, and that he's not. I will dead. clutch yours and Brian's knees and freak <laughs> out.
0: No, it's it's uh it's great, man. It's really cool. Like it's it's not what I expected. I mean I can't say that enough. I just did not I as much as I have been, you know, pleasantly surprised about the bravery of these guys and what they're doing and really embracing this DC universe. And not that this is confirmed or anything like that, Uh, but, you know, it seems like
1: it's pretty sound, a pretty sound theory. Well, it makes sense because they're obviously using that event, which is one of the seminal events in Batman's history. They're using that event for dramatic heft in Batman v Superman we know that Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. that's confirmed that's hashtag confirmed yeah buddy Uh, and so we know that they're already drawing on that for this and the conversations that we've had uh, between ourselves and with Brian and with our other friends is you know the concern was always oh how are they going to explain all that much in Batman v Superman when there's so much else going on well guess what they don't have to because they're going to in the solo film
0: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. Um, the other thing is... Is that a ghost? I don't know. Yeah, but did it just open on its own?
1: I think, because there was no one there. Yeah.
0: They wouldn't have left it open. Well, know. Halloween
1: is not over right? Because the room is haunted.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Who are you, Jack? Is that you? Um,
1: you got no future, Jack. <laughs> uh, so, anyway... I think about the future! I think... Uh, I mean... For me it's not it's not the story I I I would choose to tell in the solo Batman film because I feel like oh it's just going to be another Batman Joker story which we've already seen multiple times but it's so early to tell that this is going to change and adapt as they move forward so even if they use those stories as inspiration mm-hmm. um I I highly doubt it's going to be a straight up adaptation Yeah I mean
0: it- I agree. It's they're taking enough liberties. Obviously, you know, with even what we've seen with Batman v Superman, they're taking the source material that they like and that's use, useful to them, uh, and they're telling the story that they want to tell. And yeah, I think that the you know next to the death of the Waynes, you know, the greatest fear, next greatest fear of, of Batman is you know the death of. Of Robin because you know that's the one thing that he wanted always work alone because he didn't want anybody else to die doing what he's trying to do you know and fall victim to that you know quoting the the great lines in Batman Forever you know it's the the victims were not faceless you know the and and now the victims have faces you know and so seeing that uh, even though I quoted that wrong but you know you get it uh, the <laughs> idea that you know. Somebody close to him dying would drive him to this point of kind of like where he is seeing, you know, uh, you're, we're seeing a more brutal Batman, you know, right, and a more right. almost criminal nature of Batman. It just – that kind of well, way that, just brings it into yeah. this this great universe no matter how they tell it. You know? Right.
1: Because that, well, that event changed Batman. Yeah. And they wanted to use that for this because it's like, well, what would make Batman so distrustful – so cruel that he would go after Superman. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. That'll he, do it. You know, like, he 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 did trust, and it's only led to pain and suffering.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he's just in a bad spot, and then this happened, and yeah. then it's like, it's like, enough is enough, you know? So, which people need that, because the top question that people that don't know Batman v. Superman is being made, that they say, or ask me, or just exclaim out loud, is why is Batman fighting Superman? I thought they're both good guys, and it's like, well, I think <laughs> they're going to acknowledge that. I don't think they're going to just come out of the gate with uh, no. They're, they just disagree. He took the last donut and, you know, soups. He wanted it. He so won't have it. It's petty stuff, but they're, you know, super-powered guys, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> super-powered
0: on. with money and super-powered with, you know, actual super-powers. Sorry. <laughs> so, moving on. Um uh, Total Film interviewed Cavill and Affleck uh, a little bit about some stuff uh, regarding BVS. And, you know, kind of much like Suicide Suicide
1: Seussguide, much
0: like skouski Sky Squad, uh, we're getting a little bit from these actors about the potential plot lines and justification of why these things are happening. Cavill said, uh, what happens there is one of Bruce's buildings gets destroyed, and he's trying to save all the people inside the building, and he can't. So he is this angry person who fears what Superman may do. Why are they just going to trust this superpowered alien? What if he does decide to turn against us? Which obviously is, I think, what we suspected. What, what, we, what we've seen, based yeah. off what we've seen, you know. Um, but again, there he goes. You know, answers the question of why these two might be facing off. And Affleck commented on kind of Batman's state and how he's sort of almost a villain and, you know, kind of this brutal version that we were talking about and said, and I quote, one of the interesting things about Batman is he functions in some ways as an antagonist. You have to remember, this is Batman versus Superman. He's found himself in a place of harboring a tremendous amount of rage for Superman. So it's how he got there and what's done to him and what's... What that's done to people around him, like Alfred, who are, I think, very scared and worried for him, it's something that's interesting and new. So, again, both of these line items are ones that have been set up and kind of revealed in the tray, even in right, the first right. trailer. You know, the Alfred dialogue, you know, that's what turns good people cruel. You yes, that's right, right. It's like, obviously... talking about batman in this sense and and uh you know it's just i think it's the perfect as we've acknowledged you know the setup between these two like this is this is completely reasonable why this guy would not trust this guy right Right. they're both after good one guy is trying to do good and is from somewhere else and then other guy is trying to do good and he's trusted a lot of people and he's kind of gotten his hand bitten a few too many times Mm -hmm. to go ahead and be like yeah well, this guy just knocked down my building. But no, he's good. He's, he's for the good of humanity. Like, right, right. Not so much.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it speaks to, to kind of the mindset that Bruce is in at the outset of this film, which, again, is important to create that conflict. Um, and, you know, we talked about it. We, we talked about – actually, we've, we did a really detailed overview of all these articles in Holy Backcast, and we talked about how – I think the key is, is then Superman will be the one to bring Bruce back into the light. To allow Absolutely. Bruce to trust again, which yeah. is, I think, a great arc for the film. Totally. Man. And then just another little tidbit from producer Charles Roven. He exp- explained that Ben Affleck's Batman is jaded and darkened by his long crime fighting career. He's tougher and different. He's not against using questionable methods to keep Gotham City clean. He's also still a vigilante who's wanted by the police. Very interesting. So, Again, just further confirmation of things that we've already assumed or seen through all this stuff, but uh, to know kind of where Batman is at the start of this film, which then...
0: Well, even just the acknowledgement that, you know, we're likely not going to see a very, you know, centric Gordon, if at all, in this force because, you know, Gordon is usually the one that kind of is the tie between Batman and the police force, you know, and it's like if they're kind of pursuing him... Either that story's coming later, or Gordon is gone, or, you know. Another
1: thing I hope is not true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Because, Because technically Batman's wanted by the police whether or not Gordon's there or not. That's true. He's always wanted by the police.
0: That's true, but the. I mean,
1: unless it's a 60s show. Yeah. Then he's exactly. a fully deputized <laughs> agent of the law. Then
0: basically the police does nothing, and Commissioner Gordon does nothing but immediately panic and yeah, call Yeah, but even in, in the
1: dark, even in the Dark Knight trilogy, he's wanted by the police. Gordon That's is just true. working with him off the books.
0: That's true. I guess yeah. It feels like less of a pursuit, and so who knows? Who knows? It may be that as well. But Gordon, you know, being such a massive character in the Dark Knight trilogy. Clearly, not going to be even close to that in this. You know, at least not at in this all. first film. No, yeah. not in this first film, at least.
1: Uh, moving forward, Jesse Eisenberg talked a little bit about playing the role of Lex Luthor. As a guest on The Diane Reem Show, Jesse said, I've always noticed the best thing to channel as an actor is yourself to figure out what makes you angry, what makes you feel vengeful or righteous. Those are the feelings that Lex Luthor has and use that as opposed to kind of watching Gene Hackman, who's a great actor, obviously, and played the part originally and think, how can I kind of mirror that? Because the truth is me mirroring him would just come off weird. We have different faces, different life experiences, different emotions. But what I do have that I have more than anybody is my own feelings. And so I use those. And then the character seems not only real, but emotional and just. He believes he's the hero of his own story. It's the kind of actor it's kind of an actor cliche when you're playing the villain you're the hero of your own story. That's kind of the most interesting way for me as an actor and I think for an audience to appreciate as well.
0: Agreed. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse than a villain or an actor playing a villain that just is just bad, just cause, and they're like, "Well, I'm the evil guy," you yeah. know, like because it, oh, there's no purpose, there's right. no purpose behind it, and that has its place in some things that are, you know, less. I mean, the, let's face it; these these movies are being criticized on a level like, you know, they're treating it like it's Titanic. Yeah. You know, it's they're, like they're
1: under the microscope. Yeah, like yeah.
0: you, you, you cannot just do Lex Luther like you know maybe you would have been able to do Lex Luther in the past. He's got to have. A purpose and a a, you know and obviously he's easier because power and money are you know big especially power are the big driving forces behind this character so it's easy to draw from that but you know touching on the idea that it's like he's not trying to do evil Uh he has a purpose and he's just trying to achieve that purpose right gives it so much more of a reality and it kind of you know, you might have mixed feelings about it. you know, it just I think the weight that it holds is just fantastic. So I well, and I
1: feel cool. like the best Lex Luthor stories are the one where Lex truly believes he is doing the right thing. He yeah. is he's protecting the world from Superman. Oh, totally. he's not just trying to kill him just because he's a jerk. Yeah. He's like, no, we this guy is bad for the world, yeah, and you you all are too stupid to see it. I'm smart enough to see mm-hmm. it. and so i'm gonna I'm gonna make you take your medicine because mm-hmm. it's good for you. Have you read Superman Red Sun? No. Dude, it's I mean, it's a
0: little bit more Actually, on the I think side it's of, I think it's sitting on my nightstand cuz you lent it to me. I just haven't gotten Oh, it yet. that's right. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, I just read it and it's more along the lines it's definitely he's very power hungry as well, but he really is, you know, he wants to be the greatness on the earth. Right. And his just undying pursuit for that is so relevant in that book i mean yeah. he's just like non-stop just after it just after it after it after after it. that's all he wants is mm-hmm. to just you know and so it's it's cool to see kind of this maddening you know genius mm-hmm. in pursuit of that in that book it's a really good you know and so hopefully i hope he you know uh jesse eisenberg is drawing from that kind of thing it sounds like he is you yeah know? Uh moving on. Oh, a little
1: Wonder Woman news. A little
0: Wonder Woman, so uh, this is kind of cool like, you know, I was totally wrong on my uh, Steve Trevor speculation, I think, but uh <laughs> but I'm happy about it. I think it's cool. Uh so Chris Pine has finally confirmed that he's been cast in Wonder Woman as uh Steve Trevor. And um he did an interview with uh, French Magazine Premiere. And this is, you know, I use Google Translate to translate this, so hopefully it's pretty on. Uh, but he said, I do not, uh, he actually started by saying good, but I didn't know what that was response to. <laughs> and then he said, I do not r- really know what I'm allowed to tell you. I'm super excited, of course. Gal Gadot is super talented. Patty Jenkins will perform, and we will shoot in film. Uh, what excites me most is to return in a movie with a superhero woman, with a woman in the lead role. I am a team I am a team with this intelligent, you know, that's a translate. Yeah. I am a
1: team. Probably I'm teamed up with I'm this intelligent, up, yes. beautiful, and strong.
0: And strong, yes. Beautiful and strong you know, group to destroy the wicked and save humanity. The routine, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some translation stuff in there some that's interesting, bookie, right? Yeah, you but, know.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, he's excited about it, clearly. And, mm-hmm. you know, definitely touching on some of these, you know, things that people have Big sticking points, you know, about Wonder Woman, and hey, finally delivering on uh, this character in the way that it should be. So, you know, it takes a big man to stand up and sit, stand by Wonder Woman and feel, you know, yeah, still have some self-esteem. You know, right, right. <laughs> it's like, are you sure you don't? Know, I mean, Superman, he's more akin to. You're a deal.
1: I mean, I'm just a guy. Is that,
0: Are you still
1: okay? You I'll, just, to... I'll just hold your purse so that you go defeat evil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll be over here. Uh, but,
0: you know, I think knowing that, that, as we've touched on before, his kind of backstory and the the – the uh, he's sort of the damsel in distress in some respects, you know? yeah. Uh, in the
1: TV show, always, yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. So it's cool, like that's it's it happens, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's love blossoms there, so I think it's a, a good way of getting them, uh, getting these these two. Love birds together.
1: Right. And then another uh, from a confirmed casting to a potential casting. Yes. It seems like Nicole Kidman, who of course is no stranger to the DC Universe, having, mm. having starred in my favorite Batman film of all time, Batman Forever, the with, with no sarcasm whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, as possibly up for a role in Wonder Woman says if cast she would play a quote unquote high ranking Amazonian warrior there's speculation that that would mean Hippolyta the queen of the Amazons mm-hmm. uh, but that is unconfirmed that is just speculation at this point she has not signed yet mm-hmm. but personally I love this idea she's a great actor she would be great and definitely carries the gravity you would need for someone like Hippolyta and hopefully that is who she's playing Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I really hope this pans out. I hope that's who she's playing because I think it is a great get for the DC Universe and for this film.
0: Yeah, and you know, if not, uh, if she's not playing that, you know, I say just continue the Chase Meridian storyline. Uh, she ran she off can just, to, to. She can just mascara. Yeah, and she can just tempt everybody. Yeah, you know, she can just be. She'll walk around in a bedsheet the entire movie and just be this temptress, yeah. drunken mother-in-law or something. Like, <laughs> nah, just stop hitting on, uh, you know. That's Steve Trevor over here, okay? let us He's my guy. Okay, well, if you ever want any experience, like, oh, Dr. Chase, you are, you're incorrigible.
1: <sighs> uh, you, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Paradise Island is not a beeper. You can't just... Yeah. You can't just use it to lure poor people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? I mean,
0: it's... But, you know, hey, uh, Chase Meridian, she's... She's got skewed morals, as she we does. See. She you does. Know, she's she's after a terrible agenda. doctor. So if anyone would do it, yeah, talk about tempting. She's a
1: really bad psychiatrist.
0: <laughs> she does not, yeah. She strays the line. She does not uh, take her own advice. Uh, moving on to a little bit of Gotham, uh, some cool news uh, for some Gotham uh, castings here. Uh, I should, let's do the other one first because this is kind of – This is very Andy news, considering he's wearing a Jurassic Park shirt right now. Uh, But B.D. Wong has been cast to play Professor Hugo Strange on Gotham. Uh, Now that Gotham – wait, what is this from? Sorry. Oh, comicbook.com wrote this. Sorry. Now that Gotham has introduced the Indian Hill facility, a hidden lab that experiments on monsters of Gotham City, they need someone to run it. We've known for a while that Professor Hugo Professor Hugo Strange was coming to the show, and now we can exclusively tell you that the actor B.D. Wong has been cast in the role. Officially in the series, Hugo Strange will be hired to run Gotham's Arkham Asylum. The psychiatrist appears altruistic, uh, Fox told ComicBook.com, but he harbors a dark secret that eventually makes him Gotham's greatest threat. He'll start innocently enough, seemingly working to rehabilitate the villains of Gotham City before being revealed as the man behind Indian Hill. As for Indian Hill, while the show's reveal of the facility, teasing a couple of people being experimented on there while adding Firefly to the roster was quite obtruse. Fox did give us a little more detail on the facility itself. Indian Hill is officially a black ops program run by Wayne Enterprises dedicated to creating the ultimate superhuman of supervillain. Or supervillain, I'm guessing, is what that was supposed to say. Um, So... It didn't really give anything about from being no, wrong, no. you know. So, but I think it, it's it's a, uh, a cool casting. That guy, yeah, you know, it's it's, I,
1: it's it's a little unexpected. I but, think but visually, he, he's not what you imagine. Yes, for he a Hugo Strange. He doesn't look as Hugo Strange normally looks. Yeah. but and it's also one of those characters that you can't you have that leeway. Well, he <laughs> he definitely plays an
0: intelligent, uh, you know. <laughs> like doctor or, you know, obviously mad Jurassic scientist. Park, he's a, he's a mad scientist of sorts. So I think that's definitely a good casting call. Yeah, for no, him. I think
1: I think it's a great choice because he's a really good actor mm-hmm. and, uh, can do something really interesting with Hugo strange. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. It's
0: kind of cool that they're, they're bringing him obviously to, it sounds like he'll have a pretty major role in it. The whole Indian Hill thing is definitely, a, did you watch, have you, have you watched any of the recent? Yeah, yeah I'm caught up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't caught last week, but, uh, well yeah. then let me spoil it for uh, you. <laughs> oh boy. No, just I well, I watched the one I'm just with gonna the say. Crazy Hill. quilt. Oh goodness. Oh boy. Uh, and so the other casting news, Mr. Freeze. Uh, you wanna take us into them? Sure, one yeah.
1: So, uh Mr. Freeze will be played by House of Cards' Nathan Darrow. I don't watch House of Cards, so I'm no not familiar I. with him. But here's what it says about him. It says, Though ferociously smart and eminently capable in his work as one of Gotham's preeminent cryogenics engineers, Victor struggles to make meaningful connections with others. The one exception is his wife, Nora, who has not been cast, who has tragically fallen ill with a terminal disease. Victor's love for Nora knows no bounds, so as her condition worsens, he goes to extreme measures to figure out a way to freeze freeze her before she dies. This harrowing journey leads to his transformation to the legendary DC villain Mr. Freeze. I hope they
0: do this right and don't get too like out of all the stories that, you know, they've been a little zany with a lot of things, yeah. you know. I this would be a great opportunity to add some like some real meat to this right, show.
1: Right, right. You know? Some like, real emotion.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I, I hope they I hope they do it right, man. This would be really cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Victor Freeze anyway, so I'll be interested to see how this unfurls. Um, I want so Freeze Fries. We I still wanna, want Freeze Fries. I keep, ever since you said we that, I'm like, that is,
0: this, uh, somebody should be fired that they didn't think of that at Burger King or one of, you know, McDonald's at the very least. Uh, Even though it would have been a promotion of Batman and
1: Robin. Hood. That's Whatever. all right. Freeze Rise. Freeze Rise. So, yeah, more more DC villains coming to Gotham. Uh, and then one last little piece of news about the Lego Batman movie, which uh, with all of this noise around Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, it's easy to forget about the Lego Batman movie, but it is coming. That's so crazy, man. So I know that we're so clouded with all this other stuff that we're like oh yeah a and, Lego. and we're getting a Lego also, Batman also Lego
0: Batman, movie. Batman. so you want to share this little casting Sure, news? sure uh, so this story comes from a comic book, comic book movie as well good job comic book movie you guys are helping keeping us relevant uh, Lego Batman movie has added another big name to its voice cast uh, uh, Ralph Fiennes Rafe is it Rafe it's Rafe Rafe Fiennes dang it I knew. I was, I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't think I'm saying no, it's all part of this right. It's all good. Rafe, uh, who currently can be seen as M, Inspector, will join Will Arnett, Michael Cera, and Rosario Dawson as loyal to the end butler Alfred Pennyworth. Zach Galifianakis is apparently still only in negotiations to play the Joker, so that may not be set in stone. Um, I guess his only other voice work was back in 2005's Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, but, you know... The guy's done a couple other things. He,
1: he's he's honestly perfect for Alfred, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he would be perfect for Alfred in a live action movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, age yeah. him up a little bit.
0: Even just visually, like you you throw a little stash on him, and yeah, age him up. It's like he he definitely has that
1: look. But the to English him. gentleman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so I think this is great casting. Um, I'm really excited about the Lego Batman movie. Seems like it's going to be a hoot. It's
0: going to be, if anything, just a. Bla- I love. Batman could be really taken well into parody, as we've seen so many times, and just the opportunity to do that and do that well. I hope you know. I hope they execute it well, and I think they they will. It just reminds me of Batman, Little Gotham, Little Gotham, the the comic book too. Like just such a great example of how you can really just have fun, so much fun. Especially that one has just so many like little jokes. Like if you're a Batman fan, that oh, yeah. like just yeah. throughout are so great. What happened? I got lost. No, we're
1: here. good. So that that is uh, more information on Lego Batman. The only the other interesting thing here that I saw that I was unaware of is we reported in the past that Zach Galifianakis is going to play the Joker.
0: Yeah, and we, this, I think we confirmed this
1: article says he's o- still only in negotiations. It's mm, not confirmed, mm. which is interesting. I thought it was
0: confirmed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, I, that'd be kind of crazy interesting. if interesting. Pass that one up. Um,
1: so now now listener feedback. Yes, Jamie, sir. we've got a couple.
0: Yes, we do. Uh, so this one comes from Andy P., who has written us many times. The other Andy, the one that, you know, if something happens to you, Andy, or you, you know, we break up. This Andy may be the That's next That's right. Contender. He wants the job. It's a nice, smooth transition. <laughs> Just, well, I'm at not giving name-wise. up all this money. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. Just willy-nilly. At least okay. the money is keeping you in. Uh, <laughs> so Andy writes, great episode. I would love to hear what Brian is up to. An old Scoot, for that matter. Don't we all? Old yeah. Scoot. That's rabble-rouser. Uh, A couple of questions for you, too. First of all, I would like to hear your expert opinions on this matter. Expert opinions? I don't know about that. You might want to
1: write to another podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you want rando opinions. Uh, Now that we've had a couple months to process things, I want to hear what you guys think about the mysterious sections from the latest trailer, namely that scene underwater with the scuba diver, the horses riding across Middle Earth, and Wonder Woman getting slammed into the debris. Also, and I'm sure you'll talk about this next time, there is an episode. Now that we've had some pretty strong rumors about the solo Batman movie involving Red Hood, does it change your theories on the state of Robbins and who sends Bruce the note about letting his family die? One other thing for Andy. I'm also getting married this winter. Congrats. And I'm was sorry. Cu-
1: <laughs> I mean, yay!
0: You idiots! <laughs> yay, Mary! What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> and was curious as to how Andy is going to work Batman into his wedding. Let's hear about all the Batman wedding gear you've got going. Maybe this way I can try to sneak some of that into my own wedding. Thanks as always, and say hi to Brian for me when you see him. Andy, P. all right, Andy, then thanks, too. buddy. Well, obviously that wedding cake that's been sent a trillion times to you and to me and to everyone else, right? Right. A little hidden cake underneath is the obvious way to go. Well, yeah. Except in reverse, where like Batman is like taking over the cake, and then there's like a little sliver of white, you know, right? Or you know,
1: Uh, well let's hit the first things first no no we're gonna ignore, ignore talk about the everything you know, just and, do, about and the we're wedding. gonna force you to talk about this is a the witch. batman <laughs> universe wedding talk with jamie and andy no no
0: i can't let's go on the uh, first the so up.
1: some things about the trailer you brought up the um the scene underwater with the scuba diver i still believe that is someone possibly lex acquiring kryptonite mm-hmm. that's my guess for that mm-hmm. the horses no idea
0: I, no clue. The horses, I feel like, could be a portion of what we think is this dream sequence, you know. Yeah, uh, maybe. Because uh, it just feels very fitting for that. Or I think, you know, it could be very befitting for a Themyscira, um okay. environment, All right. you know, if they venture yeah. there. I don't know if we they will venture there because everything we've seen from Diana looks
1: like she's, she's in Metropolis yeah, or right, Gotham. Right. Uh, but, but I believe I saw some set pictures that looked like Themyscira. Yeah, Yeah. So. Could be. You might be onto something there, Magoo, because I I honestly was like, horses, I don't know, I'll wait and see. I I couldn't even fathom a
0: guess. When you think of Themyscira, it feels like, you know, very old world, like, you know, in some respects. You know, like warriors and spears and
1: swords and so... That'd be fitting, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think it's going to be Batman and Superman teaming up with the Lone Ranger. Oh my dear
0: lord, the crossover, no one knew they wanted. That's right. But they do. But you will. Uh, Cavill have built that great relationship from man from uncle exactly. with Arby Hammer. They're the pals one. now. We don't care. We're we're gonna walk if you don't make Lone Ranger a part of this. Like the lawyers are like I don't know really if this is going to work, but yeah, what the hell? Let's go for it. What's one more?
1: <laughs> What's one, add a throw, man. We'll give this um, a scene. And then Wonder Woman getting slammed into the debris. I think, for me, that's pretty obvious that comes from the climax of the film, the big battle with the whoever. Whoever that is. Whoever that happens to be, whether it be Doomsday, Brainiac, Bizarro, Metallo, yeah. Mr. Mixixixixel Splitlick, Mr. Mr. Picklick, Parasite, Lex in the Armor. Solomon Grundy, Silk Spectre. <laughs>
0: More! <Our> Man. <laughs> <laughs> Go until you can't! Reverse Flash.
1: <laughs> the Cheetah. <laughs> Giganta. I'm not gonna stop this. Oh, and finally. The King Tut, John. <laughs> the
0: one we all know is going to be the true
1: We know that King Tut will
0: be there. <laughs> Way to round it out. <laughs> I love it. Um, perfect, man. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think. I don't know uh, as far as the Red Hood.
1: We I mean we already talked a little bit about those rumors, and so it does seem that you know we're kind of in agreement that uh, Dick Grayson is alive. Yeah. Yay! Yay! He's alive, and uh, and that the. the Dead letting Robin. his family die. I mean, that, who sent the note? I still, I stick with what I said at the beginning. It's Lex Luther. Uh, yeah,
0: it's yeah. Lex Luther
1: manipulating. That's what works. I was gonna.
0: Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think it's a Jason Todd thing. Like I, I still don't. I'm reluctant to believe that. It's know?
1: about the. It's, it's about, about the building.
0: That. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, oh well, you think Jason Todd? You're saying it's not a Jason Todd thing? Is that he didn't send it? Yeah. Exactly. No, I didn't. No, I never no. thought that. I always thought it was Lex. But I, I thought he was, you know. Oh, you he's think rubbing salt in the wounds about the fact oh, that about Superman Wayne brought Tower. down, a I mean, Superman, or Abe, Superman yeah. did and Zod did. Right. But the fact that a Wayne Tower building went down mm-hmm. and Bruce was helpless, mm-hmm. I think that's Lex rubbing salt in the wounds.
0: Yeah, like that could potentially be a family member of one of the Lost. You know, that's who is it's played from. Yes, yeah. is, is you know, but it's actually from Lex. And I've I think heard, and I heard
1: some speculation. I recently started listening to DC movie news. Mm-hmm. It's not affiliated with this, but I listen to it anyway. Yeah, um, they kind of do a. We do. Yeah, they do. They do. But they speculated that they think that could be a dream. I don't think so. Uh, To me, that seems very in the world. So I think it's something that actually happens. There's definitely a look, especially that you can see he's in the Batcave
0: in that scene. Like, you can tell he's in the Batcave. Um, Uh Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he's in the Batcave. I was just sitting here like, why? Well, no. it It almost looks like an
1: office. Like,
0: It doesn't look like a dreamscape. No. No. The dreamscape scenes look very they have a look to them. Yeah. They all kind of have this almost slow-mo nature to them. There's something about it. So yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think it's that. Uh, talk about wedding stuff. Oh, so wedding stuff.
1: You know, I don't I don't want to give everything away because I don't want to spoil things for for Jamie. I know. I guess planning on on making the track. But yeah, my wedding is (laughs) less than three months away. Whew. It's getting hot in here. Oh my
0: god. Oh my god.
1: Life. Uh, so yeah, getting married on January 30th. Fortunately, my fiance is really damn cool and is totally happy with letting me incorporate Batman when and where I like. So our save, I got the, save the date the save invitations the date, yeah. with uh,
0: the, kit, the
1: kittens or yeah, the cats
0: in costume. Exactly.
1: Man. The save the dates were our three kitties dressed as Batman, Robin, and Superman, which was awesome. <laughs> I agree. And, and, they, and I it wasn't. It. it wasn't save the date. It was save, save the, the day. day.
0: Yes, I love that. as So well.
1: that was awesome. Uh, mm. The invitations went out with Batman stamps. Yes, very particularly chosen Batman yes. stamps. Yes,
0: which we've talked about. I love that.
1: Um, and then for the, the day, the, the day itself, um, I will be wearing a Batman tie and suspender combo. Mm. There will be Batman flourishes throughout. Uh, dinner and the ceremony we're not getting married by batman we're just going to go old school on the actual person having the wedding although i wouldn't be a alfred it's going to be alfred um, <laughs> The and, traditional way. and the cake it will not be the cake that you have seen but it will be absolutely part samantha part andy good man and so there's there's definitely going to be batman represented throughout to to acknowledge the fact that I'm getting married too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that is the key is the shared
1: wedding because yes. it is both of your. Days. And and she's awesome in that she's she's not one of those like no I've been dreaming of this since I was five yeah. and here's what it's gonna be. Yeah. She's very much like that's right. Hey, you want to do that? Great. I want to do this. Yeah. Great. I wanna, and we just you know it's Fighting very much yeah it's very much like. One for you, one for me, and it's going to be super fun.
0: I think you're going to have a good future living like that. That's as why I'm well, marrying so. her. That's what, that's what I
1: said. It's like people well done. Go, sir, she's she's okay with that. I'm like, yeah. That's why I'm marrying her. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, that's not a good sign if you're yeah. if you're if, if it was
0: if Basically, giving into everything. If, at the if, wedding. If, if
1: if planning the wedding was like giving birth out of my prick hole, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be doing it. What a visual! Yeah, like, thanks, I, Jared. Is that even possible, Jared? Where did you come up with this?
0: It's awful. <laughs>
1: um, but anyway there yeah and there will be more that I'm not gonna gonna share everything but but uh, I think the key I think the key Andy uh,
0: and congratulations to Andy P sorry to uh, congratulations to you. if you're having a hard time finding a way to incorporate it, I think the key is. Dump her. yeah, get rid of her first of all. She doesn't want to let you have Batman. Second of all, just yeah. Time time to go back shop. Move on and build a sweet man cave with that money, <laughs> with that wedding money. Uh, but if there's a struggle, find a way that you can incorporate it where it's like it's a little subtle. bit more subtle. Yeah,
1: yeah. There there are definitely subtle ways to do it.
0: I have this this Dark Knight Rises uh, diesel watch that when you look at it, it, just looks like this kind of blocky black watch. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of got this oomph to it and then when you notice there's little details there's a bat symbol on the face there's a bat symbol on the side but it's a perfect example of I think the kind of thing that it's like I can wear that watch anywhere because it's like I mean not that I wouldn't anyways even if it had bat symbols all over it but you know sometimes you can't wear the like like bat symbol like crazy black and white all over the place That's an example of, like, you get to have your cake and eat it, too. Like, where you know that's all a Batman thing, and it kind of has that theme, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, you know, you've got a bat symbol, like... You know, like fl- right, flavor right. necklace on your chest, you're wearing. Yeah, so. and a
1: friend of mine was like, "Ah, oh, instead of a suit jacket, you should wear a cape." Yeah, and I went, "That's fun, but nah. kind of ridiculous." You know, like I don't want it. You know, I don't want it to be a joke. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like I appreciate the thought. Yeah, but like, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I you could, still want to keep it classic. Yeah, you
0: go Bruce Wayne, and then you add the little flair. Yeah. you know. That's that's good stuff right there. So
1: thank you for the question, Andy P. And in, in all seriousness, congrats to you and your fiancé as well. I hope you get to include a little bit of Batman yes, throughout sir. your wedding as well. And then whenever mine takes place... Uh, which, again, it will be in January. That At that point, we'll be able to, like, sh- share photos and things <laughs> like of, of, that we did. Are you, are you
0: getting a wedding sprung on you? You're it's, like, whatever it takes place, I'm like, these are all the rage these we days. We don't believe like, in man. surprise
1: birthday parties, but we do believe in surprise weddings. <laughs> I'm glad you believe in it because, yeah. man, if surprise!
0: You, when those people don't believe in it, that's right. a It tough, gets really yeah, awkward. It's a weird situation, and they wear it all over their face. Uh— Thank you, Andy. Yes, moving on to uh, Matthew Reeves, gave us a little feedback. Uh, he said, hi, it's Matthew Reeves here. Like <laughs> It was like Ken Brockman over here. Wanted to let you know the You might podcast. remember me from, <laughs> yeah, exactly. from such listener feedback as yeah, episode
1: 144. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's uh, Troy McClure, right? Oh, Troy McClure. Uh, yeah, yeah no, I said Brock. Ken Brockman. Sorry. You, no, that, yours was a better reference anyway. Um I uh, said, want to let you guys know the podcast is great. Keep up the hashtag not annoying podcast. My Halloween party went okay. Not as great as I wanted to, but got to spend time with my with friends, eat, and play video games. Awesome, man. I think I already showed both of you and Mr. McGow. Huh? Who's the other two? Who's the other guy? <laughs> I think I already showed both of you and Mr. McGow. Ooh, there's a third. That I didn't know about Who's the other in, the, in this trio? I thought there was the two of us. The Joker dress up. I did lots of fun. I'm catching up on both. Batman, the Universe Podcast Episodes, and Holy Badcast, Both podcasts are great. I do have an interesting question to just kind of stir up some fun. If a pair of virtual reality glasses existed where you would see firsthand into the life of Batman as if you were Bruce Wayne and Batman, would you buy them first of all? Obviously, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we've more than dedicated our lives to nonsense way dumber than this. Uh, and what would be the fir- the few things you would do as both Batman and Bruce? Always great hearing you guys respond to the questions from everyone. Announcing the Batman news. Talk to you later, my Batman chums. Hashtag Batman. Hashtag not annoying. Uh, so thank you, Matt. Uh, yes, good job on the the Joker costume, adding your little flair to it. Yeah, very thanks for fun. sharing. Um, yeah, I they they did what we reported a little while yeah, back. There was, was a like little a, a virtual reality version of this. We can go through the Cave yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: it was like for the Oculus or something, mm-hmm. uh, which was super cool. Yeah, for me, what would I do? Like, I mean, if if you can just do whatever for me, it'd be like about it'd be about swinging through the city and like standing atop a rooftop and just surveying Gotham. Dude, That's I, what it's about.
0: I think about it like in terms. I agree. It's and also
1: all- seeing Selena.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would I'd pay a couple of visits to Selena Kyle uh, <laughs> say hello. Uh, <laughs> say hello. <laughs> say hello. Uh, uh, well, I just think about the, you know, the the video games. I mean, really, that's kind of a representation of that. You don't really get to play as Bruce Wayne or you don't really get to choose. It's just sort of a storyline set out for you yeah. for the most part. But there is when you get out into Gotham, it's open space, open air for you to go and do whatever you want. And those are the things I love to do. I love you know, I find myself when I get into the game and I'm doing too many missions and I'm kind of like feeling like, eh, it's getting a little repetitive or not, you know, feeling Batman-y enough, yeah. that's when I get to the top of a building And I just start soaring around Gotham. Mm. Or I just stand on the edge of a, you know, gargoyle and, like, look around and, you know. It's like, those are those where I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing real Batman-y stuff. Right. right." So, yeah, I agree. That's that's the kind of stuff. You want to just be out there kind of surveying, you know. Yeah. Creating a cool Batman silhouette. Exactly. And then encountering crime and taking care of it, you know. Swinging down and... You know, throwing some batarangs. Heck yeah. All the awesome stuff we all want to do. So that's, that's yeah,
1: I think we're in agreement there. Yeah. So thank you for your message, Matt. Fun yeah. stuff. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but I think this is where we got to wrap yes, it up, Mr. Magoo. That's it
0: for today. So hopefully that was enough for you guys. Uh, thank you, Andy, for leaving for a short time as much as I My missed you. My pleasure. Ya, we got all that wonderful Suicide Squad awesomeness Yeah. we needed. Yeah. We were craving So, uh, you know, that'll do it for us this week, guys. So thanks for always writing in uh, to all of you, and please continue to do so at uh, thebatmanuniverse.net or go onto the Facebook page. Please also listen to Andy's sister show, Holy Batcast, and he's also just premiered his first episode of... The what are you video the cast, web series? Right? Web yeah. series yes. series, web series, yeah. yeah. So Holy Batcast
1: has gone video. Thank you yes. for thank you for mentioning oh, it. Hey, so, yeah. dude, I loved it. There's a new episode of Holy Batcast out where we look at all these articles and news in great, great, great detail. But then, yeah, I also released the first. Uh, web episode of Holy Batcast on YouTube, so just go to YouTube search for Holy Batcast, and you will find the first episode of that where I go check out the new Batmobile and the new costumes from Batman v Superman I loved it man i 'm so proud thanks I'm so proud thanks such, man such good stuff I
0: appreciate you, it you nailed it man uh, so yes, definitely check all that stuff out and don 't forget to listen to all the different podcasts on the podcast Universe Batman Universe podcast family. Uh, including Bruce Wayne's world, and uh, everyone loves the Drake, and uh, all these other wonderful ones. Uh, but that does it for us, guys. So thanks so much for checking in, and we'll catch you next week. I believe. Yeah, yeah. we're good. I'm, next I'm week? around. Yeah. yeah, all right, we're doing it. So on behalf of Andy, I've been Jamie Magoo Magunical, and this has been the Batman Universe.
1: The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants
0: are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode and we will see you around Gotham.
1: So let's do this. Okay. All so right, it's you buddy. For some reason, last night, do you know I was singing? What? Jamie, Jamie Magoo, <laughs> Jamie, like instead <so> of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I love it. I think I was preparing for today. I'm that, notorious. That's your new theme
0: song. I'm, thank you. I'm notorious for taking theme songs that are already good and catchy and making words and singing them enough mm-hmm. where, like, I'll get Leilani singing that version <laughs> of it, and she, like, hates it. And I'll make up songs all the time, and I'll be like, "This is this is gonna stick." You watch, and then she will be like, "Oh, what was that song?" And I'll be like, "Oh," and then I'll just sing it because I'll make it. I'm, I guess I could just. I got the. You're like Wayne ear. Brady. I got you the. You just ear. sing any
1: song anytime. Maybe I should start making like. You should be on whose line is it anyway?
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can come up with it that often. Uh, see, that's performance. Like yeah. this is me being weird in my own. This time. is this is if I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly, in my house. Uh but thank you. I love it.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess we should start. Now. Let's do this. <laughs>